Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL. This is an episode that I'm excited about. So um, I heard about these guys probably last year. Mm-hmm. And... Um, before the pandemic, I believe. And uh, it was an interesting story. And we was in communication because we had an event in Philly. And um, we was planning on linking up at the event. And the event had to get shut down two days yeah. before the event crazy. because of corona. You know what's the crazy part of the story? Damon John was in town. <laughs> and we were kind of using that as a barometer. And they went to see Damon John oh, yeah? <laughs> to meet him. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So, but everything happens for a reason. So, um, I got tagged in a post about a couple of weeks ago and I uh, reached out and I'm like, yo, I think now's a good time to do this podcast if you're interested. So, Aaron and David Cabello, mm-hmm. um, twins out of, well, grew up in many places, but currently <laughs> based at right outside of Philadelphia and kind of made their name in Philadelphia. Uh, 26? Yep. Just 26 years old. Yeah. Young entrepreneurs. So, they have the company Black and Mobile. So I don't. I hate to compare one company to another company. All good. We get all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the um, Uber Eats for Black businesses. Yep. Just like that. If I can. Um. So they're young entrepreneurs, and they've created an app where, just like Uber Eats, you can uh, or Grubhub, you can order from a restaurant. But the difference is that all of the restaurants on the app are black-owned restaurants, right? That's yep. correct. Correct. Well, bakeries, you know, anything black-owned that sells food, they could be on that. So they've scaled it to they're right now they're in Atlanta, they're in Baltimore, and they're in Philadelphia, and they're about to come to Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. August, August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York, it's our so turn. They have a hundred restaurants in the in the system. They're looking to grow it. And um, it's an interesting story about entrepreneurship. They had to go through corona, they had to deal with tech issues, they had to build the platform, delivery drivers, all of that stuff. So now they have a thriving business. I believe over half a million dollars in revenue yep, last year. Yep, yep, yep. Um, sure. So congratulations on that. Appreciate it. Don't that. sneeze at that. Yeah. <laughs> so this this is right up our alley, man. Um, so first and foremost, congratulations. Thank you for joining us. For sure. Um, Thanks for having us. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pleasure. This is this is a first. First time we had brothers on. And twins. And yeah. twins. Oh, yeah, I know. oh no, wait, the Downing twins. 
yeah. All right, second. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's jump into this. So, this is an interesting idea, right? Um, so, how did you think about? Because a lot of times people think about like starting a business and it's something that nobody has ever done before. But that doesn't necessarily the only way to start a business. You can start a business that's already in business and just add your own little tweak to it. So that's kind of what you guys did. Honestly, I had no idea of like saying I want to be the first to do this. I wasn't trying to do that. I was just trying to help black people. We literally dropped out of college to go help our people. It's like whatever we can do. You know, we had an awakening in college. He... I teach him business. He taught me. He taught me the enlightenment, you know. So he taught me, and 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 that's why we were together. So we learned that we dropped out, and really it was to help black black businesses any way we could. So we started working at a black business. Um, what we found is that you know we had to get a side job. You know, it wasn't enough. So we started delivering for Postmates, and then Uber Eats, and then Caviar. And while delivering for these companies, you know, we're trying to look for black owned restaurants to support and eat. We knew about five of them, but like there got to be more than five black owned restaurants in there. And then we were on. Uber Eats and stuff, we're not picking up from any black owned restaurants. There's very few, you know, because we're in Center City. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there got to be a way to find black, more black owned restaurants. So that's when I came up. When I'm making $1,100 in a week on 30 hours of work, part time delivering food on a bike, I'm like, if I can make this much money delivering food, how much could I make if I own this company and how much could I bring to our community and, and hire my own people? So that's where the idea came from. And then I'm like, and I can find black owned restaurants. So that's when it all sparked, and that's when I just literally began, like, every day researching, like, I got to find more black restaurants, and I got to put this together myself. I taught myself Shopify. I, I designed my own website. I designed my own app. Everything was to really just help connect black people with, with you know, with our business, because that's the only way we're going to survive. Yeah, I, I don't want to discount something that you just said. You were doing this on a bike. Yeah. Two wheels. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of times people make excuses. Uh, I don't have a car. I can't do it. Where did this level of determination come from? Honestly, we were just excited. You can deliver food on a bike. I'm sorry. You can deliver. <laughs> you can deliver food on a bike. We're athletic. We're you know fit. We're like that's perfect for us. Like we'll fit right in, and it's it's very easy actually. You know, and then you can upgrade to an electric bike, which I have now. So like it's, it's levels to it. But we just always had a lot of energy. Like to this day, I just we're just energetic people. You know, we like like going down to Sandersville and seeing our people still working out there. Like they, they like they still doing like just farming and stuff like that. So Wait, I can see. This? Uh, Sandersville, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, so like we went down there and we met our family for the first time and like just seeing them still working, like I see that's where we get our hustle from. You know, our mom, just a hustler. You know, we had to, you know, we were raised by a single parent, so we had to learn how to go make money. You know, I, I got a little trouble back then, but it was all from hustling, you know, selling packs of gum, unfortunately stealing stuff, but you know, stuff like that. But it was all because I had... I had to get more, you know, like I, I wasn't content with where I was. So that's really all it was, just determination is because we need we need to be in a better position in life and we need to help our people be in a better position. That's really all it comes down and, to. And really, for me personally, it was looking someone who failed in your, in the eyes and you don't want to feel that. You don't want to see that. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> Thanks, David. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see, like, just that feeling where I have to see that person. I don't want, I don't want to experience that. And I don't want my son to ever see me like that either. So that was really like, that was the changing moment for me. Like, just can't fail. You so, have to keep going. So let's peel it back a little bit. Uh, I want to get the business model. But before that, so you had, so you had an awakening in college. Yeah. Um, so, all right, break this down. How old were you? And what made you really want to dive into, you know, black empowerment? So, um, I first get to college. I'm just what college? Um, Shippensburg University. Okay. I'm just kind of there because he convinced me to come. I, I really didn't want to go, but you know, I'm there. I'm in geography class. I really love geography maps and just learning about the world. And for the first time in my life, I heard something positive about Africa. The way this white woman was just describing just there's so much resources, there's so much positive energy. It just it's the way she described it. It's just a little a, the, the littlest thing she said to me sparked my entire body like, I, I never forget the moment i'm just sitting there like i can't believe this i felt robbed i felt cheated like, i've been to all these schools in my life and nobody taught me this my mom no no one i just like it was hidden from me so ever since that day i went to my room i just researched everything i listened to new music i just read books i just i did everything i could to change myself because i felt like i was just so behind and and that energy that he had like I wasn't like that. I was going, I was partying, I was drinking. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about, My man? brother, my brother. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not on that. But it, it eventually got to me because I've been a trouble kid my whole life. Like, in and out of schools, getting expelled, held back, almost got kicked out of college. So when I'm seeing him, like, almost got kicked out of college this semester. 
I'm about to go over here with him and see what he talk about. So that's when it all started where he was teaching me all this stuff. I'm like, I'm like, I never knew about this. You know, like same thing. Our mom never taught us, our grandma, like no one ever taught us any of this stuff about black empowerment. Like we knew, of course, everyone knows about racism, but it's more than racism and slavery. Like we contribute to so much more. So learning about all that, that's what really sparked the the enlightenment in me. And we just kind of from there just change ourselves, you know, just from everything, from the food we want to eat to the music mm-hmm. to just respecting women more. I'm not saying we disrespected women, but you you start to love women more and respecting your mom more about what they went through and just everything, everything, just everything changed about it. Yeah. You know? So part of the enlightenment is that you said, I'm out of here. We're dropping. We're oh, leaving. We're, we're, oh, yeah. we're leaving school. The day after Trump elected, we left yeah. the next day. We were done. Yeah. I mean, we course. knew he was going to win, but it was just more like, we see what this country is. So we just got to go done. do what we have to do for our people. And you need to tell them about the National Guard. Tell them what happened on the National Guard. Yeah, I was, um, I was going to the National Guard and I was just trying to find money to, you know, support myself and... I just knew there was something not right about it, but I had to hear it from another black man. And I went to this like community meeting and he was in the National Guard. He was saying, look, bro, leave today. Like, don't wait. And I, I get back. I write, you know, there was some instances that happened, you know, they're spitting at me. They're, you know, just they're very rude there. But, you know, th- they have to train you with that. But I had to write this paper to leave. And I wrote this huge paper and just explained why I want to leave, why I don't want to do this, why I don't want to fight for you guys, you know, all that stuff. And he comes back, he slams the paper, he says, it's Black Lives Matter shit is fucking stupid. You're dumb, you're worthless, you're never going to be anything, you're going to end up just like the rest of them. And from that point, I just shut up and just sat there and just let him just go in this rant of how you lost, just give up, it's done. So ever since that day, it was just like, it was a little more of a, like a, a push to keep going. Just Who was like, this, like the drill sergeant? He was, yeah, drill sergeant. So, so all right. So then, so from there, you you decide, all right, you're going full-fledged with the, with the Black Empowerment and you're working for you take caviar, right? Yeah. So Which we, is like Uber Eats. Exactly. exactly. So we started with Postmates, Uber, then caviar, yeah. And so while you're working, you have an epiphany that why don't you just start your own business? Exactly. Exactly. So what is what's the first steps that you did to start Black and Mobile? Um, I designed my own website on Shopify. So that was the first step because I already know how to do that from like the last six months. So I designed that and then it was really researching the market. It took a lot of hours to like research everything that they're doing and then coming to see like, oh, there's no black owned food delivery services on that level. So it was first that and then really just starting. Like that's the major thing <laughs> where, you know, for a couple of months, I'm like, how are we going to do this? Trying to get restaurants signed up. No one wanted to sign up in Philly. And uh, a big restaurant out there, uh, she signed up and Everything changed from there. You know, people knew about us, yeah. uh, you know, but it was hard to get started, you know? So, like, so you're getting yeah. restaurants signed up. What's, yeah, what's that what, process? What's the process? Uh, process is really just, honestly, go in there and ask if they want to sign up. Let's say they want to sign up. You know, we use social media, email, but let's say they want to sign up. They really just create an application, fill out their menu, download the restaurant app so they can accept and client orders, and that's it. So you didn't, actually, you didn't actually go in there with the application saying, this is our business, or is that something that you created before you went? Like, well, hey, we have this business. Would you be interested? How, how did it, it work? was? It was kind of both, you know. It was kind of organic and natural. Where I was just going there and see if they want to partner with us. You know, yeah. we weren't as high tech as we are now. You know, then we didn't have on flea, we didn't have anything. We were just doing deliveries, just get the address and the phone number and just type it in our GPS and just go there. Call so the restaurant orders. It eventually all, all just orders. got like on an application, and, and it's just you two on the bike. Yeah, just we us just ran the whole city, we ran the whole, whole year, year just on the bike. So before you, so right now you have an app. Yeah, we have a customer app and a restaurant app. So before you didn't have an app when you first started. Oh no, we had just a website. Just a website. So, yeah, yeah. so people would go to the website. Go to the website, order, and then Shopify ring me. Then I'll just click the GPS and just go there and call them. <laughs> I have to call every order in. I mean, Shopify and the people that I was using, uh, eventually on the app. Because before we had the app, let's just go with Shopify. They said this is what you're trying to do on Shopify is not really possible. Yeah. So I've had people on Shopify tell me this, and then when I got on the app, uh, that was through Shopify. They said what you're trying to do is not really possible. So I've been hearing this the whole time, like. Yeah. Oh, you can't do this on Shopify, but I did it, and I sold five hundred thousand dollars worth of food on it. So. Was there a limitation? Like, was there a range of how far you could go? Obviously, y'all on a bike, so how, how we did, did that work? five miles at first. So we were on. Remember, we it wasn't just average. We're not average, you know. On a bike, we're going 25, 30 miles per hour. Oh, on that's a bike. not average. So we're going fast on there. Then we got the electric bike because we're going ten hours a day on a bike. So you yeah. know, we won't give some credit to the electric bike, but you know, that's just. This is what we have to do on an electric bike. It's just what we have to do. So Rain, you, you, snow, you anything. on a bike 10 hours a day? 10 hours a day, for sure. For so sure. At what, when did you get the app? Uh, October 20, October 2019. Yeah, October 20, I developed the uh, the app through Shopify. Yeah, so the business was found. So it, it was created in 2017. 
We thought about it. Thought I about thought it. about it in 2019. It took me two years to put it together. Founded in 2019 in February. February. Black yep. History Month. Black History Month. Exactly. Very significant. Yep. 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 It sounds <laughs> like this might have been your idea. <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually. <laughs> but, but first year, we only did 25,000 or so. That's mm. it. Second year, we did 500,000. So that's a huge, like, you know, that's a huge jump there. So, of course, we're trying to go on that. But it all just came from, of course, an app, developing my own app through Shopify, but just really believing in myself. I didn't believe in myself in the beginning. I really didn't. I'm like, there's no way we're going to do this. Like, like we have no drivers, just me and him. There's no one signing up. I didn't believe I could do it. Like I said, Wallow, he helped me believe in myself. A lot of people and, and God, really, because every time I felt like giving up, I'm done. I'm, I give up. I'm done with this. And then God blessed me with something else. Whereas it's it a always restaurant lined or something. Up. Every always time. lined up. It would be the so. worst situation from funds or just the system. And then it just perfectly always worked up. out. Man. And that's what, that was just a confirmation. What are you going to quit for? Why would you quit? So right now you still have the app through Shopify or you have a Oh, no. We have a, we have a new app. So we so we had a... Uh, we still have the same, you know, app and template, I guess, with our old team. But we hired a black-owned tech company, and you know, they developed, they, developed their own app. They developed our, our first app, and then uh, we hired another company just a couple months ago, and then they kind of improved on that. So now we have a yeah. black-owned tech. company. How much did it cost you to build that? Uh, close to a hundred thousand. Yeah, uh-huh. close. To, I, I I don't know exact numbers because mm-hmm. you know we went from different teams. So, you know, it cost a little more there, but I would say a little over a hundred thousand. So everything's still not done. We still have a lot. Yeah, of we still got a lot of work. We still. So you start with the website. Then you go from Shopify's app, yep, and then you go to your own app. It's our own app, yeah, exactly. And is that is that where now you get the drivers, or drivers is, is that coming later? Um, well, drivers. So we started getting drivers. I would say when we opened up the app in 2019, like we had a few drivers then, but once you seen orders were like going from what four thousand a month to like twenty thousand, like a month, and says, so like, all right, we kind of got to get some drivers. So we just started literally going on Instagram saying we're hiring people. And people started applying. Literally, it was just organic. <laughs> yeah. We didn't use Indeed. I just found out about Indeed, what, eight months ago that I could do it on there. So we just were on, on the gram. Like, we're hiring people. Here's how much you'll get paid. And that was it. Ernst, what's going on? Traditional universities are outdated and don't teach you how to become an entrepreneur. They just teach you how to become an employee. You go to school for four years and you leave with nothing but debt. But here at EYL University, our curriculum is much different. Our university teaches you real-world skills that you can use to gain financial freedom right away. In traditional universities, you learn from professors that have never did what they teach, and they teach you how to become an employee. At our university, we use instructors that are currently successful in a specific field that they teach, and they teach you how to become an entrepreneur. For a limited time only, you can join EYL University for 25% off of the annual membership. Learn about stock credit real estate crypto and more go to eyluniversity.com right now and sign up to become an earner don't wait don't hesitate head over there now so and then you was explaining to me that a lot of the drivers work for other companies as well right i mean we would assume so we don't know but i mean some i know of them for do. sure some but it's a lot of them dedicated their time to us because they were they believed yeah. in it too a lot of the drivers that work for us they actually like believe in the vision most of the people who work, they, they want to help us and want to help the black businesses. So, all right. So what's the so all right. So what's the process of signing up a restaurant? You go, you get them on the app, and it's now- really just an application. Once they fill out the application, whether we go in person, whether we DM them, whether we email them, whether they heard it from a friend, once they fill out the application, they we, they have to schedule a call with me. I go over the service with every single last uh, restaurant owner, and then they fill out their menu. They download the app, and they can accept orders. And then. So you guys cut is 20%? 20%, yep. So if somebody orders $100 worth of food from Joe Blow's mm-hmm. Fish Shack, uh, you get 20 they get 80 They keep 80 correct. How much does the driver get? Um, well, it's not out of that cut. So the customer pays a delivery fee. So let's say, you know, just out of okay. our $100 just for the food, and let's say it's like a $6 delivery fee or something okay. like that, mm-hmm. they keep all that. The $6 goes to the driver. Yeah. They just keep all everything. The tip, they keep so all that. So that, that was one of your, the sales points, right? I, I read that it was like $20 an hour. Plus 100 yeah, percent of your tips for sure, which is not that's not standard in that industry. I mean, they they say it, but I mean, we we we've heard some scandals of you know I ain't gonna say no company names, but we heard some scandals of them taking tips. So we just make sure it's transparent where you keep 100 percent of your tips. You can get cash tips because before we were only doing you can only tip the driver in cash. That way you know we we can't even collect tips for you. You can only get it in cash. So mm-hmm. that was a transparent way, but. You know, we have to upgrade the system where you can yeah. tip through your credit card or something like that. But we make sure it's as transparent as possible. The tips are for you. We don't take any tips. So you said at first it was hard to get restaurants. What was the what was the hurdle? 
Why did they, um, they I think didn't know us. They didn't know us. We're young. Us. You know, we, we don't we don't really have an app. You know, at first we didn't even have an app. So it was like, uh, what we were wait. going against? Uber Eats, yeah. Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Caviar. This is a list of them. All white or Asian owned. Literally. There's no black owned company. So they're like, uh, I'm going to be honest here. You know, some black people don't want to work with black people. It's that simple. Like some people don't think they're black. Some people don't want to work with black people. We got a bad stereotype and that's just really what it is. We only work and we only go for the people and work with the people that want to work with us. We ain't going to get everyone yet. You know, we have to prove ourselves. I remember there was a restaurant and he would not sign up. We would go to his business. We would support his business. I mean, almost every day we would eat there, never signed up. I gave up. I'm like, you know what? We're going to just go to other restaurants and we're going to just keep going. Mm -hmm. Literally, I'm walking down the street and I wasn't even going to talk to him. I was just like, you know, what's up, man? How you doing? I just keep keep pushing. He said, you're still doing black and mobile? I'm like, yeah. He said, all right, I'm signing up now. So Mm -hmm. some people just want to see that you're going to keep going. And that was it. We're going to keep going whether you sign up or not. Is that part of the marketing strategy? Like, I'm going to go to these restaurants, patron there, and if they see me, oh, no. Some, for me personally, some of them, if there's specific restaurants that I like, but really just go in there and just you know, try to talk to them and show them it's a good business. So that's really what we just try to do. No, that's not what, he, he's, what he's saying is. No, do we try to patronize them to like. Oh, just yeah. for them to get on. Oh, some yeah, yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them. We, some of them. Yeah. some restaurants I've done that with. Like, yeah, I like this place. So I'm going to try to show face. Yeah, so, I mean, most of the time I'm just going there to eat. Honestly, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I love food anyway, so I'm just going there to try the food, and then you know, if I really like it, of course, you know, I'll try it then. But I just go to. That's one of the best parts about the business is going to try new foods, new cities. Yeah. I think that satisfies me the most. So, real. what was the marketing plan to get um, your name out there and to make people aware that you actually have a company that does this? Um, I really, really wasn't a plan. I can honestly say that I'm not. I had to teach myself business as well. So it wasn't a plan like, oh, let's just do this and that. It was more of like, we just kind of did what we had to do. And like I said, we had a, we had a restaurant and they were very popular in Philadelphia and they kind of did the marketing for us. What's and the people, name of the restaurant? Country Cooking. So she don't really like me saying her name, okay. but you know, Country Cooking, she, she's the one who kind of put us on in Philly. And from there, it was like people just kind of heard about it. So it wasn't like me marketing and trying to get known. We were just doing the work. And people seeing that we were doing the work, and then you know the news channels came, and every time we went to a new city, so it was kind of just organic word of mouth. Like you should, like someone tagged y'all on a post, they've been tagging y'all for a while. You know what I mean? That's just literally how it happened. What people yeah. would just tag, oh, you know, you know, check out this company, and that's just kind of how it was. Then social media, talk about that because how many Instagram followers do you have right now? A uh, hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah so, so what was the? How did you grow the social media following? Um. Like I said, it was really, it was a lot of word of mouth, but a lot of news articles, a lot of news channels, like they kind of picked up the story, like like People Magazine, for example, they picked it up off of um, an, another magazine and I never even talked to them. So it was really just like the word spreading where it was like, we get on the shade room and then the shade room spreads and Ray J calls me and then like, like, like stuff like that, where it's like people hear about you and then it just kind of spreads from there. So you got two of y'all together, obviously. So this is sort of a family business, but is, is everybody, are there, are there more people a part of this team? Yeah, so we have our mom and uh, we have Alicia. She's a business partner as well. So it's just us four. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. us four. Right now. So y- y'all started a business in 2019. Yep. For sure. 2020 was a year like we've never seen before. I want to talk about the impact that COVID had on your business because oh, I, I, I know it, it changed a lot of businesses, but some for the negative and obviously some for the positive. positive. I, I think y'all were on the positive end. You want to talk about that? We were on both sides. But well, okay, I, yeah, yeah. When COVID first happened and they announced that it was delivery only, we just were so happy because we knew this was our shot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This was our chance to just show the show the business that we're partnered with that we're going to execute. And then we got a lot of new businesses that just kind of had no other options. So we, our sales just increased. Like, they tripled. Like, within the first three months, they just tripled. And then finding those drivers. That, we had drivers for a period of time, but that, that was also the problem because we have, so, we have such a demand. And then we're calling orders in at a period of time. We, we, have every, we have every to every ordering for we have to literally, uh, a year and a half. Yeah. We have to literally shut down for like a few days because we just couldn't do it. There's mm. too many orders. I'm calling every order and we have to find an alternative, a new system that will automate everything to take less stress. And then us. and then like it wasn't just COVID though. Like we've had our so pros was all right, we're making more money. But the negative stuff is restaurants are closing. So we got mm. restaurants closing, we got drivers don't want to work, we got customers who don't want to order. Exactly. It was a lot of things where we we honestly we sold actually a million dollars in sales but a lot of it was like like refunds and people and then and, and tech issues like we like we refunded a lot of money so it was like pros and cons of it and then even with i'm not gonna say because of the black lives matter movement but let's just say because of unfortunately yeah, yeah. when we get murdered our pe- more our people and other people like to support black business more and that's not how it should be 
We should be supporting right now while we're alive, what we're doing, like not when people, not when bad things happen. So again, unfortunately, that also led to more sales and to other people supporting us. I don't like it. Yeah. It really makes me upset that people, it takes for us to die or get arrested or something on video to happen for us to support. You know what I mean? I'm not saying all black people. I'm not saying all white people. I'm just saying yeah. we see more support when that happened. And yeah. I don't like that. There was more of a, of a yeah. awareness and more so, of yeah. a, a concentrated more people downloading effort. downloading the app and sharing. Right, right, right. It was like, I ain't yeah. never seen you order before and you knew about us. So yeah. it was like, it, that made me upset. But like I said, there's pros and cons to both of it. Um, but COVID definitely has been a, more of a blessing. We only try to For focus sure. on the positive sure. stuff. So we went through our, our challenges, but COVID definitely helped our business and, and just getting us, you know, more known. It definitely made us known. It like put us on the map. Yeah, it put sure. us on the map. So you said that you was you had to switch from calling in or what do you mean calling in orders? Like what's talk about that? So, <laughs> this was my job. So order, <laughs> order comes in. I have to, you know, read the order. I have to call the restaurant, read the entire order to the restaurant, the size, you know, just all the details to it. And then for instance, say if something happens with the order, they don't have it. I gotta call the customer. I gotta fix it. And then I gotta call the restaurant back. So I'm calling doing all these calls. And we're and getting I'm, 20 orders in one minute. And he's trying to call all these orders call in. And I'm coming in to help. And then we're doing deliveries. And then on top of that, like it sometimes, you know, like with the with the customers, like you said, something could happen. Like it would just be so much we're calling in orders in and 20 orders a minute. It was just like, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna keep calling these orders? Where y'all running the business out of? Anywhere. Anywhere. I could be on the beach in Hawaii, I could be right? laying yeah. down. Yeah, y'all just like on the, the cell phone. Everything's on Shopify. Everything's okay. on Shopify. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So then, what, how, what did you switch to to not have to call orders in anymore? Well, so and was it like June or July? Yeah, June, July. June. Yeah. So we kind of <clears throat> shut down the system for a little bit, tried to get things in right. We had a partnership that we were gonna, um, you know, pursue. Things didn't work out too well, but they got the basics for yeah, us. Yeah, the development the team work. basically they started the. The, the, the system, process, it, the process. Honestly, from there, it really went downhill for us. We were making yeah. like a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then soon as we were about to expand to Atlanta, literally ten hours before we went to Atlanta, they said we need more time. The system not going to be done. More time led to three months of the system not working correctly and stuff like that. So, although we had the feature where it could, um, like we don't have to call orders, and so now how it works is, let's say order comes in. Restaurant gets alerted and the customer gets alerted. The restaurant to, accepts it and now we don't have to call the order in. So now everything goes through there, but it was just, it was a process to get there. You know, so electronically, they just get, they get notified. <clears throat> exactly. And then, and so that way you're not calling the order in. That's the whole, that's, that's what we want to get to. Well, we don't got to touch anything and everything. They accept goes. the order, they send it, they are market ready and they send the driver. So, so you said that, that took three months to get that app ready? Unfortunately. The, the technology. Took, yeah, the technology. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even working right even after that. So that's why we eventually had to fire that team, bring in a new team and now everything's working perfectly fine. But you know, we, we we lost a little over five hundred thousand because that was that. the biggest from, from last July to now. That so. was the biggest challenge in business that we went through. Yeah, but. talk about that losing losing five hundred thousand. <sighs> um, I'm still we still trying to cope with that. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, man. So we still trying to because yeah, like yeah, just yeah. imagine everything going well. You're seeing the like you're seeing everything go well. You're making a bunch of money. Like I'm able to pay him. I'm able to pay my. I'm able to pay everybody. Got new employees and then. Everything just shuts down. We got drivers quitting because there's no more orders because people can't even order. Like I can see like a couple of tech issues, but people can't even order. We can't even take their we can't even take payments. So it was like losing all that money, it definitely hurt. But you know, what we, how we made a comeback, honestly, was just, you know, we went through we went through that. But Pepsi came in, Pepsi helped us. We got a partnership with them. Their whole goal is to bring in a hundred million dollars into black owned restaurants. Mm. So we're kind of like the perfect partner for them. We only deliver for black owned restaurants, you know, we can help them get access to that. So so that that kind of helped us a so lot. So Pepsi man. steps in after the George Floyd and all the social injustice. Yeah, that was they, around December, January yeah. of twenty twenty one. Because a lot of times we 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 hear these companies saying that they're going to make these initiatives happen, but this is y'all are living testament that it actually did. Oh happen. no, seriously, it, it, I'm I'm gonna I'm be I'm gonna be transparent. Like it changed my perspective on like just like corporations a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying all of them are good. I'm not saying you know yeah. it's not a job. I, I don't know. I'm just. From what they've showed me, I have a different perspective on how corporations are with other businesses. If you have the right, if you have the right movement and the right goals, yeah, it's just it's just different. So, all right. So, talk about the expansion. Atlanta was the first city that you moved into. Detroit. Detroit. Detroit was actually we expanded there in March, two weeks before COVID, and Mm -hmm. then we actually had to close down because it was just we couldn't. It was nothing going on. Everyone shut down. We went from like twenty eight restaurants to like five. Literally because of COVID. So Detroit was first, and then we came back to Detroit, and then we went to Atlanta in July, and then we went to Baltimore in November. Yeah, in mm. November. So how did that work as far as going to the first? Yeah, Detroit didn't work. Atlanta did work. 
Atlanta was working, but remember, everything went bad because of the tech system. So Atlanta, we never really got to see the in the beginning. We had so many like celebrities and and NFL players trying to support us, and yeah. no one could support us. So we took a, that's what I'm saying. We took a took loss a there, okay. Baltimore. Yeah. We, we took a loss there because you know the, the system was kind of just starting and to get back. This, working this is the thing. This is what it wasn't a loss all the way because it was like a test trial. It was like a way for us to just get into the market, see the rest outside of interested, and just learn. And then we, we had the challenges, but it's but twenty twenty one been a lot better. We're, you know, we're, like with the yeah, system, we're going to bounce back much stronger. We'll be able to go and uh, rekindle the partnerships with these restaurants. When you when you're moving to a different city, because I know you said that you went to Atlanta, you went to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. What are the things from a logistics standpoint? Are you trying to find to make sure that it can work? Obviously, you need black owned restaurants, but are there other things that you're looking for when you move to a city? Um, honestly, I would say, of course, we need to see people that want to order, you know, like exactly. on our social media page, you know, we, we kind of see the demand there. Like, well, who's, you know, where's the, where's the apps coming from? The downloads coming from, you know, who wants to support us? So that's always a way, but honestly, I'm confident that wherever city we go to is going to work because people all over want us out there, you know? So logistically, you know, of course we really restaurants is the only thing that matters. Like mm-hmm. once you get the restaurants on board, people will support and drivers. That's been that's before mm. even restaurants because we can get all the orders we want. We can get all the restaurants signed yeah, up, yeah. but that's we have no drivers. Thing. And, you know, that's why number one was fixing the driver situation. And then now we'll be able to expand to, you know, yeah. we want what, to. what I love is that that you guys have a niche, right? Like when we, we live out here in, in uh, White Plains and it's like, if I want to order West Indian food, I got no chance. Yeah. I was about, I was about to say, like, it's kind of in the middle of like, nowhere. I'm like, oh, chill, 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 chill. Don't give up the GPS. <laughs> right, West Indian restaurant right down the street. About? It's like one. And if I don't do that, it's golden crust. But sometimes, yeah. like, I, if I want like Kingston Bakery, yeah, 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 I can't. They're not going to be on Uber Eats, right? <laughs> if I want to have Rockatone or something like that, it's not going to be on uh, Grubhub. So yeah. the fact that y'all are focusing on these people, I think it's incredible. and we go ten miles. So you know, even with people like within five miles, I'm not going to say all the services, but a lot of them only do five, six miles. So we do ten miles to make sure that. Well, you know, it's going to be a little more expensive, but we're going to try to get it to you. You know, we're going to try to get the restaurants even more customers. Because if you're like eight miles away, you can't get to it. When you hit 10, 10 miles, 15 miles, anyone could really support you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how many restaurants do you try to have in a city? Like, What's your goal to have in a city to be like mm-hmm. successful in that city? I would say just to be successful in the city, I would say 30. If 30? we get 30, 40 restaurants in there, and then honestly, we don't have to do that many orders per month. Like just at 2,500 orders a month. We can be making like twenty thousand profit a month. You know what I mean? So it ain't like what's, what's the profit? Twenty thousand profit a month. Okay. So it ain't like it's really all about the order totals. Like like we can have a hundred restaurants and they all can do an order. That's not that. That's not that good. It's all about the order totals. The more orders we do, the better. That's really all it is. Um. So was there ever any hesitation as far as um pigeonholing yourself to just black owned restaurants and um not having it for every single restaurant? Not at all. Like for like, we heard that so many times. Money is green, and don't limit yourself. But that's not what we're doing it for. If you want to go support someone else, there's other food delivery services out there. We're just focusing on black-owned restaurants because we literally make everything. And there's a lot of this. I could probably put y'all on to some black-owned restaurants in your own city. Like that's a like me as a 26 year old. I should be able to even as a as just as a man, a black man, I should be able to know where the restaurants are. We know where everyone else's businesses are, but we don't know where ours are. All of them. So again, mm-hmm. there's some people that do, but. I don't really care about, you know, well, this is what I want to eat tonight. This is just not the service for you. We have, we black people make everything. If you can't find something on here, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about that, you know. <clears throat> There's other delivery options, like uh, for the Chinese that they use. They only deliver for Chinese restaurants. There's a, literally a service out there right Chinese now, food. and a one for Puerto Rican people, where they only deliver for Hispanic restaurants. So, so we're just doing the same thing. That's what's up. So, um, on fleet. I love on fleet. Change your business. I love can, on Can you explain to, to the audience what that is and, and how y'all benefited from using it? So on fleet is just it's just amazing. We uh we met them at a delivery um conference and uh I literally was almost in tears when I found out about it because I was set on making my own on fleet. I'm like, this is what we need. I'm gonna make my own on fleet. And I found out about What's on fleet. What is on fleet? Yeah. Oh yeah, on fleet. On fleet is um a dispatch system. So what it does is it provides you a driver app. Um, it'll let you just really see the location of all your orders, of, like whether you're doing on demand, whether you're doing weed delivery, you can do anything on there, but it really lets you see the map, make a route for the drivers and everything is organized. So it really just like a, uh, a optimization system, and a delivery solution, uh, you know, for your business, if you're doing a lot of deliveries. So it's just, it's just been the, the biggest blessing for our business, literally because sure. we were kind of unorganized then, you know, we didn't have a driver app. We didn't have any dispatch. Everything was going through Shopify. So that just made everything a lot more simpler and you know, we of course we're going to continue to use Onfleet until we build our own custom, you know, solution. But 
awfully I recommend that to mm. anyone that's using uh, anything with delivery. We need anything. The customer's transparency. They can like they feel more safe using that because like there's this uh, text system. messages tracking system. Like yep. it just makes them feel more comfortable to use your uh, you know your service. So um so fifty five percent of your restaurants are women. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot. Uh, black women support us more than anything. Not even just the restaurants, just black women in general. Yeah. They just support us more. Again, no, no shade to black men or, or or anybody else, but black women, they really support us. They but really that's, that's almost like a 50-50 split between... It's not It's not really a bad um, breakdown, but yeah. it's like most restaurants are, in general are owned by men. But the majority of your restaurants are owned by yep. women. Yep. Um, why is that? Is that just... Do more black women own restaurants than black men in your case study? I I don't know because again, there's some restaurants where it's like you know they're joint you know co-founders. So, you know you could say they're men and women. So again, from what I've seen and what I've asked around of who was a you know who was a black woman owned, mm-hmm. some of them were co co-founders with a you know with their husband and stuff like that. But from what I've seen from who we partner with, most of them were black women. So when I'm putting in my application, I'm I'm sure there's been times when you guys have denied applications. Or said, you know what? This isn't a restaurant that fits our business. Yeah. What are the things that I have to have if I'm a restaurant tour and I'm trying to be on Black and Mortar? What brick and mortar. Okay. You have, to have a brick and mortar. You can't be out of your apartment or anywhere else. You have to be at a location that's safe for people to come pick up food. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And you know, of course, you got you got you got to claim that you're black again, because it could be you could be Hispanic, you could be black, you could be whatever. But if you claim that you're black, yeah, how do you how do you black. how do you determine if somebody's black? Or well, not? we well. Well, we let them determine that. I can't determine if you're black or not. That's not my job. If yeah. you say you're black, you're black. Okay. That, if you claim like, that you're black. How do you, because it could be a white restaurant that's saying. Oh, no, 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 no. We, I mean, we meet the restaurants and, you know. You we meet the owner? Yeah, we meet the owners. We okay. meet with them. You know, we go there. We put the sticker up. You know, we take pictures with them. So we always meet them. But honestly, most of the time, if, if they're white, they're just DM like, can I sign up? I'm white. I'm Asian. So they're just kind of like, well, can I do this? Black people, you know, they usually just kind of sign up because, you know, of course, you know, they know they're black. But if they're not black, they usually ask me if they can sign up for us. So that's usually how I'm able and to. you're telling them no, you can't. Unfortunately, I so, say I just sign. Yeah. But this is an interesting question. Black is a very complicated word. Yeah. Because who's really black? It can be taken a lot of different mm-hmm. terms. So is this black African-American or is it black just skin color, which would include Caribbean, African, Latin, American, Latin, yeah. Afro, Latino. It, it includes everyone. If you if you claim that you're black, again, we 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 partner with mostly African American businesses, but of course we can deliver for Jamaican owned business and African restaurants. I mean, if you if you if you know the main, you know the goal of what we're trying to do, and that's circulate the dollar, yeah. and it's for the black community. Yeah. So, so I got. If, so, if your skin yeah. is brown or black, or like light skin, it doesn't matter. I don't. What I'm saying is that. Because nationality is a big thing, especially yeah, yeah, like exactly. here and like in New York. Like, it's a very like this is a, a complicated conversation. But you got Dominican, That's not all I'm... Dominicans. Shout out to all of my Dominicans uptown. <laughs> my some, some, it's just is what it is. We gotta yeah. be honest. They'll be darker than Akon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but they won't say that they're black because they say that they're Latino. That's what I mean by that. If you if you could be the blackest person, but if you say you're not black, then you're not black. Like that's it's up to you to make. I'm not I'm not judging on who's black enough and who's not. I don't care. You could be light skinned and be and be blacker than, in the mind. You could be it's have better intentions for it's black people than someone who's dark skinned. So it doesn't matter to me. It's more about your mindset. And if you claim that you're black and you want to work with black people, mm-hmm. then you're good. With, you're good by me. All right. All right. So these are the qualifications. So I gotta have, have a brick and mortar for sure. Yeah. I gotta identify as black. Identify. Is there anything else? No. That's really so good. we're not doing ghost kitchens, right? Because well, no, we do ghost kitchens. You yeah. just gotta have a, a you gotta have some kitchen, like a, you gotta a, have a kitchen, industrial a, kitchen, exactly where you're actually certified and stuff like that. We can't pick up from your home. We can't yeah, pick up from anywhere like a pop up. It's too risky. It's it has too to risky. be where it's somewhere legit where you know other people are operating out of as yeah. well. So right? it could be not a restaurant but a kitchen. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, industrial. Yeah, a bar like the bar could be selling his drinks and we could go in there and pick up the food. Mm-hmm. The ghost kitchen. Shout out to Nacho. Y'all know him, Nacho Banger. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, our yeah, guy. Eric. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's our boy. Uh, That's our guy. Baltimore. So uh is he signed up with your thing? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, we, make a, up, we gotta make a call. Nacho, we gotta make sure. We gotta make that call. You know, um, Nacho's favorite line is you know what it is? Black support better than child support. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, he did. He did say that. He did say that. He it's a banger for real. He been saying a lot of stuff. So I was thinking, like, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Let me think about that. We're gonna make a call. Yeah, yeah. But um, so he's the one that really put us on the ghost kitchens. And it, it's one of these things that really took off during the pandemic because a lot of times people don't 
have enough resources to have their full restaurant. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, you can have an industrial kitchen. Ghost kitchen is huge. It's huge. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very convenient too. They're very easy. Like um, we have a few ghost kitchen projects oh, yeah. that we have. Look, so, like, just watch out because we're gonna do something like that. For of course, yeah. we're gonna do it for black yeah. restaurants. We got to create more black-owned restaurants. So I've already been thinking about doing something like that. We're gonna have the infrastructure, the technology to partner with one of these companies. Of course, it won't be Tri Otter. That's the ex-owner of Uber Eats. He owns that, but we'll partner with someone else that does it, and we'll be able to do the same thing. What's Tri Otter? Tri Otter is so what it does is it consolidates all the all of the, all of the delivery platforms into one. So basically, if you got you know five six tablets and you want to have it on one tablet, that's what it does for you. Okay. You can accept all the delivery orders on one tablet. So that's where a lot of the ghost kitchens use because you know. The ex-owner Uber, he kind of, you know, he owned yeah. that company. He set it up that way where, you know, they partnered with Tri Otter. Yeah. I think he owns that too. And then, uh, you know, it's just really convenient. So you'll see Uber, Postmates, and you'll see Black and Mobile. Oh, yeah. And you can say that I'm Couple, using, two, I'm, two months, two months. Yeah, two oh, months you'll see Black yeah. and Mobile on Tri Otter. You'll see it's on Square. And then about three to four months you'll see it's on Toast and Charlie. Charlie is the same thing as Tri Otter, just, you know, competition. So, okay. So, yeah. So what are your thoughts on the space moving forward? Because I feel like... Uh, this is one of these things that's only gonna get bigger and bigger because people used to always oh, yeah. order from. If you think about it, it's like it's very similar to Uber. Like before, you had to call a cab, mm-hmm. yeah. and nobody called cabs anymore. Everybody just called Ubers or Lyft. Yep, Lyft. And before, you called the um, delivery. Like you get like those pamphlets. Yeah, and you call like yep. pizza call the number and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you call. But Peace now, has been Peace has been huge for years in the in the eighties, seventies. It's been huge. So. Yeah, but now nobody does that. Everybody's just nope. Uber Eats, Grubhub. <laughs> Black and mobile. So you feel um, this is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger? And what's what's the next evolution? I mean, from what we've seen, it's only been getting bigger and bigger. From 25000 to 500000 our goal is to at least hit a million this year. So I don't see food delivery going anywhere. Like Aaron was saying, we can go into different markets. So we can go into clothing. I we can go into grocery. We can do all that stuff. But as far as mastering the food delivery and getting the system down right and then expanding from there. Yes. But, you know, I don't see this industry going anywhere. Like you said, it's only growing and people are not going outside as much. And I'm the type of person where I'd rather order delivery, delivery than delivery go Delivery is the biggest thing in the world right now. Yeah. Everything is delivered. And everything. it's convenient. It's so convenient to just be at home and just get everything delivered to you. Yeah, it doesn't so matter where it is. I don't, see, I don't see it going anywhere. Yo, um, so talk about, you said that you want to take this bigger than just food. For oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's, what's the vision with that? So... We, we, we know food now, so we're comfortable with that. So we have to get the, that in order. But going to other markets won't be hard. We just have to have a, um, a mechanism to just protect ourselves and protect the customers and the restaurants from things being stolen. Or not, not restaurants, the businesses from things being stolen. You know, just making sure that is safe. But Amazon delivers everything. Yeah, so deliver we can deliver everything. everything. Of course, we're not going to be, you know, getting into things like Amazon. It'll really be like stuff that we can deliver, like I said, groceries and some mm-hmm. clothing items. But... I mean, why not? You know, why not deliver everything that we can? To have hey. a black-owned, just, it's like... Marketplace. The headquarters. Yeah, marketplace. For, just yeah. get your... Like, partner with someone like We Buy Black. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we will... Again, I, I don't know, because I, I have an actual update on the uh, on the grocery store, but when, when it does happen, because I know it's going to happen, yeah. something like that, where we can partner with, you know, that's an ideal situation. But just being able to deliver everything, like partner with We Buy Black, for example, and delivering everything, that's ideal. Just exactly. being able to deliver and everything. All black businesses. All, all black, black businesses. businesses. And y'all, black so y'all got the app. Obviously, it's a brand, and now you got into the merchandising as well. And so, is that something? Because I, I know that you guys started designing the shirts and everything. Oh, is yeah, that, is yeah, that yeah, something yeah. that like we're, we're trying? I started to do. off small. Really, we wasn't really trying to sell it to nobody. We yeah. were just doing it because we brand, wanted to wear. Brand, you know, yeah, we brand. had to get our own identity. So we just started, you know, met, you know, getting a logo together and we put our own thing together. But you know, we sell shirts now. You know, not as much as you know. We don't really promote that we're selling shirts and bags. Like it's really for the drivers. Mm-hmm. That's kind of who we promote it to more. But you know, we got some merchandise. Um, how is funding? Have you guys self-funded all this yourself? Yeah, self-funded. So we've had some loans, some Shopify. You know, Shopify does like the yeah, Shopify yeah, capital. Yeah, yeah. So we've done that. Talk we've, about um, that. People might not know what that is. Yeah, Shopify. Listen. I love Shopify. Before Ornfleet, that is the number one saver of the business. That's the reason why I'm here, because I taught myself Shopify by reading the Help Center. I went to the Help Center and said, I don't know how to design a website. I don't know anything about e-commerce, but I'm going to learn it. So anyone that's getting e-commerce, Wix and all that stuff, it's all cool. But if you really want to like do some real stuff, use Shopify. That's just what I recommend. Of course, you know this square, but Shopify is like... It's just beautiful. You can make an app on there. You can teach yourself everything. Everything is just organized with the orders. So I definitely recommend Shopify to anyone that is trying to start a business because it's just it's just beautiful. Do you remember the initial loan you had to take out to start the business? 
I didn't take any loan out. I started doing oh, yeah. everything for, for was, my own money. Oh, all money. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I was just, delivering food just for caviar, and I started that way. Yeah, Shopify, yeah. like once you reach a certain threshold income, then they'll give you a loan. Exactly. Yeah, so they give yeah. you a loan. You could pay like, you know, 12, 13, 15, 17%, and that's literally what I did. You know, it will. It went from like five thousand to ten thousand to sixty thousand. So it just kept growing from there. You know, of course you got to pay it back, right, right, and right. take it out of your daily sales. But I mean, when you're making money, it it's coming us in. a lot yeah. to help. just to survive. It helped us a lot, like definitely. But what you what you do with the capital? Just hire oh. new drivers. Well, no, oh, we you're, not, you're not really hiring drivers because they're getting paid commission, right? So it's not like- no drivers don't get paid commission. So we use it to do marketing, but it was mostly towards app development. So that's what we use oh, most man. of the money for because you know they need the money up front. So that's kind of what we use literally more than half of the money. Honestly, the business bills was back up the most. You know, to get started in the business, it was $30 to get on Shopify. And then from there, it was like $100 on Onfleet. So it wasn't even much to start the business, yeah. but those tech, monthly bills tech, pick up. Technology. Oh, yeah. yeah. As you keep growing, more it picks orders, up. The more it costs. Yeah. Servers and all that stuff, it starts to pick up. So, okay. Are you planning on expanding your team, not the drivers, but the actual business team? I, the two the two positions I want to expand on is definitely email marketing because I'm not the best at designing stuff. Like you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I have to teach myself email marketing. We got like seventy thousand emails, and I don't know what to do because I'm not a I'm not good at email marketing. So definitely that some ads like Google ads, Facebook ads. Like I would say, someone that knows that. And as of now, those are the only two positions that I would see that we would need because I'll do everything else myself. I got my brother and my mom, so you know we kind of. We do it all ourselves, but eventually, you know, it's good to get out of doing it yourself, though. Oh yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. That's why we're no, doing the automation with the, yeah. the with the driver, so we don't have to do that no more. Literally, anything we're ordering, we want to take care of. But I still want to be hands on on the business just for a couple more years, maybe until we're in our fifth year, and then kind of delegate it, you know, just to make sure that we're going where we need to be. So you got Philly, uh, you got Atlanta, um, and New York is on the way. Yep. Expansion is here. You yep. said before you weren't ready for New York. We weren't. Can, ready can you explain to the, to the people why? Um, I'm a type of person where I'd rather not do business at all and then do bad business. So I knew that if we try to go to New York and just rush it and I'm impatient, you know, I'm, I'm Aaron over so I'm energetic. I'll make a wrong decision because I'm so hyped to do it. Like I know I can do it. And then when I fell, I'm like, I'm like, shit. No, <laughs> so, yeah, you was right, bro. Told you. Yeah, you was right, bro. So I was like, I knew from, yeah. I knew from the rip, we're not ready for New York. It's just, it's too much, you know, like what's going on with the drivers. There's different and, regulations here. Like mm-hmm. definitely for bike drivers, you have to have a license plate. Some of them, like there's just a lot of regulations here crossing the bridges and all that. And I want to make sure we don't mess up New York, like exactly. going through the challenges and going through all the little mess ups that you're going to go through in business. We got to learn so much. Now, when we go to New York, we're going to be ready. Now, when we go to LA, wherever we go, we know we're going to be ready because we know what to do to succeed. So we just want to make sure with a city like that. And that's why I told you we didn't fail in Atlanta or Baltimore. It was a test job, but we could have done it just a little different. But we can't, we don't yeah, know what so, you know, like that are going to happen. We just know that New York, just now, of course, now we're ready now, but drivers is the main thing. You know, having drivers, like I said, restaurants are going to sign up. New York has already been showing love. We probably already got like 10 people to sign up already. So New York has been showing love, but drivers is what's like, if we get all them orders, who's going to do it? Right. And we're not going to be out here on our bikes running four cities. You know what I mean? So it's like, we can't <laughs> yeah. do He's still, it. Y'all still on the bike. I'm on my, got, he I, rides it more after, than me. The bike is I, here? Oh, my bike's outside. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I going, going to be about to go do a bike, bike ride right now. I take yeah. my son on my bike. I do it. Bike is my lifestyle. Yeah. So I love yeah. it. So. I, I, I gained a little weight. I stopped on the bike. I gained a little weight. <laughs> I gained a little weight. <laughs> so, so I didn't even know that. So when you go to different cities, I, you got to... So New York, you need a license plate. What are some uh, regulations? If you have a fast have? bike, you like, have a fast bike. goes 32 miles per hour. You need to... Um, you just have to have like you have to go to the state or something. I forget exactly what it was, but I know for the other services they make you do that. You yeah. can't deliver in New York, yeah, so that was of... one of the things like we have to consider that for drivers. And then just the bridges and just it's a different market out here. It's a, it's a much Atlanta spread out. So you need a car out there. Oh, out here, you don't want to be in a car out here. You know, you want to be on a bike and kind of short distance and stuff like that. So it's just it's just a lot different. So Brooklyn, why, why Brooklyn? Why is Brooklyn the first target in New York? I think they um, have the most restaurants. Brooklyn. Yeah, from what I've seen, they have the most black-owned restaurants. You know, we're going to go everywhere. We'll go to Harlem. We'll go to Queens. Every, you know, everything's kind of near. But Brooklyn is just... A lot of people want us to come out there. You know, we know uh, E. Okra. I know, I know y'all probably heard of them. E. Okra, the directory. So I know he's out in Brooklyn. He's, you know, based out there. You know, he has a lot of restaurants. So it's just going to be easy for us to find the restaurants and partner with them. So, and you're just doing it cold-calling? I'm about to go no, literally after this, up. showing up, and we're going to hand him a flyer, introduce ourselves, and we're going to go back next week, and we're going to do the same thing. We're just gonna keep and and whether we annoy them, whether you know they like, they love us or not, we're gonna, you're going to hear, hear us on the DM, or mom's going to DM you, we're going to email you, and we're going to show up about four times. 
And that's just what we're going to do. Yeah, make sure you go to BK9. Tell him we BK9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I think it's on my route. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of our, our sweet spots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, what's your favorite besides BK9? What's your favorite black-owned restaurant? Like, what type of food do y'all like? My favorite black-owned is uh, the Grill Lounge. The Grill Lounge. Oh, I was going to go there last time. Yeah, yeah, love the Grill Lounge. And BK9 is always. In Brooklyn or your favorite period? Um, and what well, in New York? Let's just say New, New York. York. I, I mean, I gotta go to BK Nine. That's that's all. They no, show yeah, us love, yeah. so we gotta yeah. support who supports us. So, so y'all think that um, we're gonna help y'all find new restaurants? Absolutely. All right, absolutely. No doubt. Shout out to Lighthouse in Harlem. <laughs> get your crab fries. Get the, get the lobster, lobster, lobster fries. fries. Lobster fries. Um. That's gonna be the best thing is putting y'all own the restaurants in your own city. Yeah. You're not from here. And so shout out to Gold Star. Here, you know? All they, I mean, they all have similar. The ones I said was all West Indian, so Gold Star. Two nineteen from White we go, Plains. We, Shout honestly, to we go for more of the vegan ones. We go yeah. for a lot of vegan, vegan restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. But uh, greedy, greedy vegan. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's one. That's one of the best. Um, I love it. There was one more, but she's not out here. She's in Atlanta now. It was um, bad girl vegan. Bad girl vegan. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of her. But I just had some vegan food in Atlanta. Ah oh, um, man. Shout the out to best my man place Neo. to get black on vegan food. Atlanta. Atlanta is yeah, the best. Where, where'd you go? Where'd you go? I'm trying to think. My man Neo put me on to it. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it was. What it kind was of dope. food did they sell? It, it was, was like one of these things where it was like you know hamburgers and um, chili dog fish, mm. like the vegan, like all uh, vegan. It's all yeah. vegan. It's all, listen, did y'all, I, I think y'all connected with Slutty Vegan too, right? So we connected with them initially, him and Big Days, but kind of didn't work out the best. So we kind of just you know okay, yeah, okay, okay. On that, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. Um, yeah, it's always good to to know about new restaurants. I I'm, I like to go out to eat a lot, so exactly. I'm oh, always yeah. asking people like you know get different suggestions. I just went to a restaurant in Harlem. I forgot the name of it. That was a really it was a French. It's a black owned French restaurant. Wow. Oh, oh wow. wow! I gotta know the name of that. Yeah, That's like so I'm gonna look it up for you. I'll let y'all know that. But, see, um, the, see, we find see the thing that's unique about Black Mobile is we find restaurants that again. No shade to any directory out there, but the thing is, we're on the streets. We're not just using the internet. We go through, like, we'll be driving to a restaurant. We'll see, like, oh, they just open? Or, you know, like, yeah, we find new restaurants. So our list is, like, we have a huge list in Philly and everywhere we go because we go through the streets and find the new restaurants. We always, we always got restaurants opening up all the time. You know, some may close, some may open, but you always find the unique ones because they're, like, you know, smaller that no one knows about. So we're going to put y'all on for sure. Watch. Nah, I'm looking forward I'm always to looking to that. So one, one question uh, Nacho Banger, one he thing he said that was an issue for him was the drivers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, and they like, you know, they might take too long. And they don't show up. They take the food. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah take the yeah, food. Yeah. They don't show up. And he was like, ultimately, it comes back to the restaurant. It always does. Always but does. then ultimately, it comes back to the app also. So, what have some, been some of your challenges? Have you had challenges with restaurants not? Because every time. Accepting the order? Well, not yeah. even that. Every time I order from um, Chipotle, I never get what I order. For some mm. reason, so I don't know if it's the restaurant, that's, that's or the restaurant if it's the not driver the not people. picking up the yeah. right food. No, I don't not, know. They're not training the people the right way. They're not reading the order. They're giving you guys the wrong food. So have you have you guys had issues with drivers, restaurants? Like, what's been some of your challenges? Yeah, we have those issues. I mean, we don't. So here's what I say about drivers. And again, we're kind of strict when it comes to the driver stuff and eating the food. We tell them straight up. If you take the food, you're fired on your first offense. We don't, mm. we so have a zero time. They like literally eating people's they're food? Oh, eating, we have never had that happen one time in two years. Taking it, they're, then they're making it a, a elaborate excuse of what happened. So is there any insurance for that? Like what do y'all do? Like y'all offer a free meal or y'all pay for the meal? We pay, pay the restaurant. We have them make it again. So we got to so pay So let's talk again. about this for a minute. Like this bigger than just black and mobile, just the industry. Yeah. Why would somebody do that? Why would they take somebody's food? They're hungry. Yeah. They're hungry. They don't want to do the, it's too far of a delivery or- they want to get back at the company. They think that they're getting at Uber Eats or DoorDash. That, or a lot of the times is the reason. It's too. They accept an order and then they oh well, it's too far for me. I don't want to go, so I'm just gonna make an excuse and eat the food. And they mm-hmm. also don't understand that when you take the food, you're not hurting Uber Eats. They think oh well, Uber is a pay for it. It's okay. No, that restaurant is suffering too. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, reputation. Yeah, they're not That's, the money. Like, we always tell restaurant owners. I always tell them on the phone. We represent you too. So it's not just. Oh, you know, we're gonna, you know, you guys are on our platform, and 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 that's it. We're representing you, even our drivers. So when we deliver to a customer, even if they get their food, if they're rude to you, if if they just leave it, like everything that we do represents you. So you so, gotta check the driver too, though. Say right? one more time. You gotta check the driver to make. Oh sure. well, we oh we check the drivers. Like I said, there's no we haven't had one person eat the food. Is there an interview process months. for the driver? I know y'all sit down with the restaurant owners. So we actually call every driver too. So we have someone. Uh, we have a couple of people actually that call every driver and. It ain't a long interview. It ain't like, oh, we're asking you questions because 
it's food delivery, you know what I mean? Like, all right, do you have a car? You know, stuff like that. And you yeah. know, background check, make sure your background check is clean. We, we, but we, like one or two violations and you're done. Yeah, well, one or two violations. I mean, we make you pay them. for the food we can track if, if them we the have whole time. To. I'm literally watching the map, watching what you're doing. So any little sudden moves, I'm calling you. Like, what yeah, you know, where yeah, are you? Like, what are you doing? Why is your so again? Going? We want to get away from that because we don't want to watch the screen all day. But like stuff like that, where let's say you're taking the food, we'll make you pay for it. And you get terminated. It's just kind of. Well, that's your pay. Yeah, that's yeah, your that's pay your because pay. Yeah. you're not gonna get paid for the order. You took the food and you ate it. Yeah. Now you know we've had issues where a, dri- a driver literally she had to go because something something happened at school with her daughter, and you know it was a fight and she had to go. We can't really penalize you know stuff like that, but you know she started to pay for the food and she was willing to pay for the food. So stuff like that, we got to make sure we protect our company and you know and them and anyone that doesn't want to do it. They just don't sign up because we put all the rules out there. It ain't like a hidden thing. We're like, oh, we're gonna take your money now. So we put it in the in the agreement when you sign and when you sign up, this is this is these are our rules. It hasn't happened often though, not much. What yeah. about if it's a black owned French like if it's a black owned franchisee owner, like if somebody owns ten McDonald's, yeah, 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 black. Does that qualify? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> yeah, we love that. And that's how I feel about that. Like, there's certain restaurants that. We can do it with, but I would prefer not to, because okay. I I kind of am what you're selling too. Sometimes I I don't want you. I really don't want to. Me, I don't want to promote McDonald's. I don't care if you own a McDonald's. I don't want to sell that to people. I don't want to give that to people. That's how I feel. But business is business. I'm <laughs> on the other side. Business is business. We ain't doing all that. <laughs> we know that's twenty orders coming from McDonald's on a Friday <laughs> night. If you, if you got ten McDonald's and you want to sign up and you're black, you can definitely sign business up with business. Me. Now, the unfortunate thing, the unfortunate thing is, is a lot of our restaurants we don't really have chains. You know, like it's yeah, like yeah, we're not yeah. like a McDonald's. Like yeah. you don't see too many of us. But that's a that's a benefit for us because when we sign restaurants up, you're not competing against McDonald's and Popeyes. All these people that are going off what we did and then you know selling it and stuff like that you're going against you're going against other black and restaurants but we try to make a non-competitive thing where it's like you're selling your thing even if y'all selling cell food y'all make it y'all way and that's it because we have some restaurants who act like it's a competition it's like this is not a competition we're all circling our dollar like like for example there may be a big restaurant and they got a lot of traffic but someone may come looking for that restaurant and find another smaller restaurant and that menu looks better to them and it's close like that's how it all works where we connect everyone's connected and everyone's getting support, whether that's through traffic or actual dollars. Did you ever think about taking equity in some of these startup uh, restaurants? Right? Because if they're starting up and they, they're coming off of your name um, and you, no. you support them, no? no? No. No. We want you to come up. So okay. I don't really, like, again, no one, people try to do that to me and I let them, but I want you to come up. Like, I literally helped, we helped a restaurant from Baltimore. They were from Baltimore when they moved to Philly. Yeah. No followers. No one knew them or anything like that. But they were big in Baltimore. They got over 10,000 followers now. Like they thank us for helping them get traffic. Like they're When they open for three days out of the week, they're busy every day. So we want to see that because in return, again, some of the nicest people I've met, but they don't even want to accept our money there. Like mm. they don't they, they just they eat for free. And we don't want to do that. We still support it. But it's like, I like seeing businesses come up. That's what we should be doing. That's why, I, like I said, I want to open up a ghost kitchen situation where we're helping create new black owned businesses. That is the way for us to be to get out of what we're in. At the end of the day, it all comes down to economics. We're in survival. And the only way for us to do that is, of course, patronizing our businesses, but economics. That's that's going to be the side of everything. 100%. E-40 has a um, Filipino restaurant. You would think that would be kind of weird. That's unique. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. What's, the, what's the thing that... Are there any restaurant on your platform that you wouldn't expect a black person to own? Yeah, Japanese store. It was one in Detroit where they were like selling hibachi, and I'm like, they, like here was the craziest thing to me. There was no black people in there working almost. Like none of the chefs. Were like it was like y'all really doing it. Like y'all ain't got you know they had black people working for them, but it was like the chefs. It was just like it looked like a Japanese store. You would not know it was black owned. So that is impressive. Um, uh, the one they were on the platform before, but they're waiting on an integration with like you know Square and Toast. Uh, the Better Box. They're uh, black owned. They sell all Chinese food. Amazing. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where it was like. It's just you know we went, can make everything. I went to a Chinese vegan restaurant in Manhattan. And it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. Wow. Yes. Listen, um, anything vegan is amazing. Was, I love vegan food. And when you just said that, I thought about this uh, cupcake spot I went to. It was in Scarsdale, New York. So it's a affluent white neighborhood. Okay. Um, and when you go in, it's like. <sighs> Like white teenagers working there, yeah, yeah. And then I went to Bloomingdale's, and they had these taste testers. I'm like, what is this? They were like small cakes. I'm like, who owns this? I want to get a kid an internship, and it was a black man and a woman. They're like, that's our shop. 
We own it. Yo, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I need an internship here. That French black owned restaurant. I really, yeah, I'm a, I'm really want to know about that. I'm going to let you know the, the name of it. And, and, sure. and a major thing, you know, it's cool. Like, I always say there's multiple ways to support black businesses. Everyone knows, all right, you can spend your dollar with them. You can share them on social media, all that stuff. The best way to support a black business is working for them. We work for everyone else, but we don't put that same energy. I'm not saying all of us, but we yeah. don't put that same energy into working for other black people. 100%. That's the number one way. And I'm not just saying that because we need drivers. I'm saying that because I'm seeing restaurants go out of business and having a worker shortage and all that stuff. Like they're hiring all the time. It's like, we just, we got to work for our, we got to work for our business. Is that something? We got to work for them. We, if we're not going to support them and, you know, patronize them, working for them, whatever we can do, but... That's just how we have to, you know, just win economically. Are there any shout out to Derek Falcon, another restaurant owner from Baltimore? He said that his 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 uh, formula is seven items on a menu because you don't want to have too many items. So from you, from your perspective, what separates the restaurants that are successful? Yeah, the restaurants that are not successful. I actually agree with that. Like, if you have if you're selling 150 items, I'm not looking through that menu. I'm going through what I know normally, and I'm gonna just get that. So I agree that the shorter the menu, seven is a little low. But again, it works for some people. If you know, if you know, you make that really good, make yeah. it. So I think that what separates, and we talk about delivery, food delivery. What separates the successful ones on Black and Mobile and the ones that don't do as well is really how much time they put into it, like putting good images of the food. People want us. They don't want to see a logo. They don't want to see just a blank image. They want to see what the food look like. They eat with their eyes first. So when they go to the app. Like, Oh, damn, that look good. Like, oh, I want to order that now. So that's the first thing they do. Telling the people about Black and Mobile, there's restaurants that we've had, They, it's like Black and Mobile don't exist, but yep. we're partnering with you. But we Uber East exists, and all, exactly. like, it's like we're like the, the low key under the table one. It's like, you know, we're like, not. so if you want to be successful, you got to let people know that, you know, you're on Black and Mobile, but it's really just about the presentation on how you look on the app. And that's any food delivery service. If you got good images on there and the prices are right, and, you know, you're not. Going up forty percent on the pricing, you know that's just how you be successful. And, and in food not delivery. every time, but a lot of times your food just has to be good. Like this is gonna be restaurants yeah. that you're just not making good food, and no one's gonna order from you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's just, that's just yeah. listen. I've tried some bad food before, you know. I ain't that's saying it. no names, but just how it is, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Everybody, you know, don't cook the same. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Better than Charles. I, I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. Troy, any other questions for them? Nah, man. I, 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 the, everything you're saying is the epitome of what we're doing. So I'm glad to see two young brothers, literally brothers, on a mission that's similar to what we're doing. Uh, we're trying to highlight black businesses, and y'all are doing it in the the, the field that we love the most, man. Black people, we love our food. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best. We love I our food. I appreciate y'all for having us on, man. Yeah, Seriously, man. Like, like I said, I've been, I knew about y'all for a while now, and I told myself we're going to get on there. So I'm glad that my brother joined me because he's always so nervous. But, <laughs> but you know, again, I appreciate y'all. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna deliver to y'all personally when we open up and yeah. whatever yeah. restaurant y'all want, let us know. And we're gonna get a picture of this bike when we go outside. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I was actually about to ask that. Let's get a picture nah, together. Sure, yeah. What um what would you like to leave the people with? Tell them your social media, website, app, all of that stuff. Yeah, so you can find us. Uh we're big on Instagram, but you could just Google black and mobile. But on Instagram is black and mobile, Twitter, black and mobile, everything black and mobile. Um, you can download it after support. Like I said, we're coming to um, Brooklyn in August. Probably the first or second week of August. We'll be in LA this year. We'll be in Houston this year. The next year, I mean, we're going to be in at least 10 more cities. So just sure. download the app and just, you know, follow our journey. Yeah. You know what? I do have one more. So that is here in the United States. But I know we have a bigger vision to touch the continent. For sure. For you sure. talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we we wanna, we definitely want to get to like places like Haiti. And we want to get to Africa, whether that is uh, South Africa, whether that is Ghana. You know, everyone is accepting of black Americans out there. And I mean, we need to be... Honestly, my, my real goal is to try to get some people back to Africa and make sure we all can work together. But wherever we are, you know, yeah. as long as we work together, um, giving up, you know, some of my... Um, some of my profits to some of these places. You know, we have to really do a lot of work. It's not just about food delivery at this point. Like, that's the business, but we really got to do a lot of more work with schools and hospitals. Like, mm -hmm. we don't, we're the hospitals we own. It's just so much that goes into what I'm doing this for. So, that's the real. Yeah, point, I you know? could imagine when you go to a country where it's predominantly black and we don't own nothing out there, it's yeah. like, you know, that's, so that's just making real change like that. Like, not just food, food delivery, that's minor. I want to make real change. I want to have my own airlines. I want to be able to, to move black people wherever we want to and, and circulate the dollar it has to circulate more than more than 15 times because that's what we was doing before so that's that's the ultimate goal but it's all it's all gonna start with food delivery for sure nah i appreciate Powerful. it i appreciate sure. it man much continued success to you brothers appreciate man. Appreciate glad, you guys. glad we got a chance to get this done make sure you support support the app and support everything that they um have going on great energy 
and uh, I'm looking forward to see your journey in the next couple of years. For Appreciate sure. that, man. For real. Yeah, Thank you. For Support sure. black businesses. <laughs> Support black businesses. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. As Nacho says, black supports better, better child support. Yeah. Better it's a shout banger for boy, real. Nacho banger, Troy, housekeeping item? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com, our Proud to Pay program. Obviously, tier five members, you have access to EYL University. The number one place for everything in the world of business. Everything, man. We shout out to all the 9,000 plus earners out of there. And shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. We got some summer items out there, y'all. We got some summer items here, y'all. I told you, it's earnest season. It's always been. It's always our season, y'all. So appreciate y'all wholeheartedly. Yes, yes. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you. All right, guys. Appreciate uh, yeah. it, man. <laughs> oh, we'll do it. We'll do yeah, it. My graduates from my school... Being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.